0: everybody is having a great Tuesday and has had a great week okay so Jeff has been slammed with lots of fun boy band things he has been touring this summer he's crazy busy if you guys follow him on social media you will be able to tell so you have me today but I'm gonna make sure that it is jam-packed with lots of fun shit okay so um okay well first and foremost uh A big story that is um, being talked about right now that um, I'm going to share with you. And also I'm going to share part of this interview with you that I found super interesting. Um, Well, I shouldn't even say interesting because that's a really, that's a terrible word. But I find it interesting that at the time I thought there was something wrong and I kind of just left it. Anyway, so it is public knowledge that Anne Heche got in a terrible, terrible car crash this Past weekend, or I think it was um, Friday. So, um, you know, she drove her Mini Cooper into an apartment complex and people tried to get her out of it. And she ended up being okay at that moment and basically drove off. Now, after she drove off, she drove into um, a garage of a house. and the car uh, burst into flames. So thankfully, no one in the house was hurt. She obviously destroyed the house. And and clearly, um, you know, Anne had to be rushed off to the hospital. Now, c- celebrities have taken to Twitter. People are saying that she um, is going to make it. What, what I believe to be the case is that she's going to be severely burned everywhere. And, and you know, it's never going to be the same for her. And I'm sorry. I'm trying not to make this, like, super dark or anything. But... Um, but the rumor is obviously going around, or that she was under the influence. There, you know, it's not; uh, it has not been proven yet. But um, you know, when I when I read this, it made me think back to an interview I did with her two years ago during quarantine. Um, she was promoting a movie called The Vanished, and um, she was dating Tom Jane, and they were together. They were basically, uh, you know, living together during quarantine, and they were doing a virtual junket for this movie, The Vanished. And you know, I noticed like she she had some odd mannerisms odd behavior a little bit jerky at times she seemed to slur a little bit she was kind of talking over tom jane she just didn't seem totally with it and i was i was a little concerned um you know and she at at one point you know the, the purpose of these junkets is to get people to watch the movie and she just didn't really seem to have a filter on like what she was supposed to say about the movie. You know, she was kind of like, oh, we didn't even have a trailer, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, I'm going to play the interview for you guys uh, later in in the podcast. But I think the main thing that that I also took from interviewing Anne is that she was lovely. She was so kind and so sweet to me. And even after the interview was, or I guess after I, she thought I exited the, the chat, she just said something like, oh, I just love this girl's smile or something like that. I'll, I'll replay it. And I'll, I'll try to keep it in there if I can, but I thought that was so nice. And so I really am, I'm hoping that she, you know, that she pulls through and that, and that she makes it and that her, um, you know, she's not as, as severely burned as, as people might, might be expecting her to be. I really, really hope so, because that's going to be terrible. Now, something else that I'll say about Anne, uh, she, and people don't know this or most people don't know this, but she, uh, was abused by her father as an infant or so she claims in, um, her book. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that in a negative way. If she says she was, I'm sure she was, but obviously there's two sides to every story. Um, so she says her father gave her genital herpes as an infant because he was abusing her, which is insane. She also has four siblings or had three of them passed away. One of them passed away as an infant. The other got in a car accident and the other one had brain cancer. She has no relationship with her mother. Her mother remarried and then her mother's second husband died of AIDS. So she's just had a crazy, tragic family life, you know? And she even has said she is insane before. She said, oh, you know, how how, how can one not be insane after being molested by their father as an infant? There was also an instance of, You know, I think it was in the early 2000s where she basically showed up on ecstasy to someone's house in Fresno, California, just pulled her car over and asked them for a shower and water. And I guess they called the cops. So, anyway, my point is uh, this is not her first time, you know, being in some sort of trouble that most likely has to do with her mental health. Now, a source did tell me that they believe this was Anne's way of attempting suicide, the crash, which. You know, it's it kind of makes sense I guess if you think about it. I it, it is far-fetched, but the fact that she rammed into one building and then drove off and then rammed into another because the first time didn't really work, I guess, that that could be a thing, you know? That could totally be a thing. So, uh, you know, later, later in the podcast, I will play this interview with Tom Jane and Anna Hayes and you guys can just hear how wonderful she is and how lovely she is and how she is a little off and it is a little sad. And then, you know what? You guys can text me your thoughts. I know I DM with a lot of you guys that listen on Instagram or Twitter, whatever. Um, send me your thoughts. I'm just curious to hear. So (laughs) anyway, um, let's get to some Britney news. So Brittany has... Well, you know, it's not so much Brittany. Kevin Federline has been doing some talking lately to the Daily Mail. And I find this subject to be super touchy. I feel... Actually, I feel bad for all parties involved. Now, Kevin told the Daily Mail that Brittany's sons have chosen not to see her lately. They did not go to her wedding. Uh, we announced that on this podcast a few weeks ago. And that was obviously by choice. They were clearly invited. But they haven't seen her in quite a few months. Now... Kevin Federline made a comment sort of saying like, you know, Britney's doing her own thing, but how would you feel if your mom was, you know, naked on Instagram and you had to walk through the halls at school? So that's where I'm like, mm, okay, I do hear that that wouldn't be ideal um for a son or a daughter obviously. But, you know, your mom is a superstar sex symbol, so also get over it. I I don't know. I feel like it's like the, you know, it's I'm kind of in between on that, but I totally totally get it. And I get it from Britney's side, right? She's been constricted for so long that all she had really was social media and the attention of her fans so you know I kind of don't blame her for that what I did find to be a little I mean and and I don't know I I get torn on this Sam Muscari went to his insta story basically said you know keep my wife's name out of your mouth pulled a Will Smith uh diss Kevin Federline and said you know I feel like I feel bad for your kids because you know their father doesn't have a job type of thing. So, he obviously came to his wife's defense, which is is very honorable, but also it's like it's a tough situation. Like does he get involved with her past life and with her kids? I mean, I Personally, I feel like Sam Asghari is a kid himself. He's still in his 20s. Um, And he did make this comment about, you know, Kevin Federline not having a job. And I was like, well, wait, what's his job? And then my friend uh, actually called me out. And she's like, actually, she's like my friend's friend. I know it sounds dumb, but yeah. My friend's friend is his manager and says he books so many modeling jobs and makes a shit ton of money. So I was like, wait, really? And they're like, yeah, well, not Britney money, but clearly he makes, you know, a decent amount of money. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I actually have a little more respect for him when it comes to that. And then I remember something else that I had heard from another outlet I work with, they had offered him a ton of money to do this interview. And, you know, he said, okay, I'll do it. But, you know, anything about Britney is off the table. I'm sorry. And they said, no, you know, that's obviously why we want you, but we'll give you even more if we can talk about Britney. And he said no. So I thought that was pretty cool of him because if he was, you know, just in it for the money, then, uh, you know, maybe he, he would have done other other things with, with you know, um, interviews and, and whatnot. So anyway, um, let's see what else is going on now. This is Kind of, oh, this is like last week. I think we talked about this. Um, oh, I talked about it briefly, but I was so sad when Pat Carroll passed away. Ursula from The Little Mermaid. She was one of my favorite um, voices with Disney, and I also loved her in Cinderella, the Leslie Ann Warren version. <laughs> it's like the old one that was made in, I think it was like the 70s or something. But um, and then speaking of celebrity deaths, I can't even believe it. Olivia Newton-John passed away. So sad from cancer. I loved her. I found it so amazing that she never really was mentioned in the tabloid. She never drew attention to herself. It was kind of just really nice, um, you know, that she just had this simple, quiet life, but she was still, you know, a sex symbol. And she was just, yeah, she was, Ugh, a wonderful person. And um, yeah, let's get physical. Who can forget that? Also, something I loved about her is that she was really big on cannabis oil, which I thought was really cool. I happen to like edibles, so I think that is, you know, and I they're all natural and, you know, they just they help me sleep. So I was like, way to go, Olivia. I love that you were a proponent for for this. Um, so Olivia, my heart goes out to her and her family and, um, just rest in peace. Now, something else this weekend, Teresa Giudice got married to Lou Ruelis. I don't know if you guys are housewife fans. I have said multiple times, I am not the biggest housewife fan. Um, I know some of them, I've interviewed some of them. But Teresa had a very interesting look on her wedding. I am so happy for her. I don't want to speak ill of anyone on their wedding day. Her hair was interesting. That's all I'll say. It was very large. It reminded me of the early 90s. So um, I guess that's kind of speaking ill. So sorry, sorry. I liked her dress. Her dress was pretty and her face looked pretty. Um, Also, she did not invite her sister-in-law and her brother, Melissa and Joe Gorga. And I read today that she sent them an invoice. But I mean, come on. That's obviously um, horseshit. She's not really expecting them to pay. That was totally for a headline. And I hope everybody can see right through that. (laughs) Um, Oh, and fun fact. So this is so random, but her... The guy she married, Lou, actually works in digital advertising, which I used to work in before I did all this entertainment stuff. And he was actually a client of mine, (laughs) which sounds so crazy. But I worked with his company. So I've had like dinners and lunches with him. And this is 10 years ago. But he was always a super nice guy. So um, and I'm not even just saying that, like super nice, super down to earth, uh, seemed like a really good dad, too. And again, I have no ties to them. I do not need to say this, so whatever. Anyway, um, okay. So I really quick, let's take a break. I want to play you guys the Anne Hae and uh, Tom Jane interview because I originally had this published on Pop Style TV, which is a website that I write for, and well, I'm a journalist for but um, I ripped the audio from that and I wanted to play it for you guys here. So after this quick break, I am going to play my interview with Anne Haish and Thomas Jane. Oh, and side note, the movie The Vanished is actually good if you want to watch it.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car.
0: Hi guys! Hi. So, real quick, uh, Tom, I saw you uh, in New York City at Crown Vic. You were great in that movie. I was at the premiere. I covered That's that a good
4: movie. Wasn't he?
0: It's so good. It actually was one of my favorite movies this year.
4: Um, oh, it's God. incredible. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Um, so, when you guys, when you guys made this movie, I, I bet you didn't think you'd be doing a virtual junket.
2: No, we
4: never uh, uh, we didn't
2: any thought it would be a movie that would just be yeah, we weren't sure, sure that it
4: would have uh, uh, the legs that it has. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. So I love this movie. I told Peter that I watched it during the storm in the Northeast, so I didn't get to finish it in one sitting. And I was really upset because I was so confused. I was like, your character's being really weird, uh, Tom. I'm like, this Uh is so strange. I didn't understand what was happening. So I'm like, I just, something's really off here. So I finished it. Like that. Yeah, Yeah. I finished it and
4: it tied it all together. And I thought it was amazing. Good. thank you good yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah it was uh, incredible the unsettling part yeah. what is going on I'm supposed to, I'm being told something but I, and there was uh, the story is something but it's so unsettling because it doesn't exactly fit but
2: that was yeah the that, exactly uh, that we brought to it and Anne brought a uh, whole different sort of interpretation to the script that really made mm. it fun for us for both of us to work on
4: that became, uh, it was really movie, about perspective. Yeah, there are uh, two different perspectives going on. If you look at it yeah, one way yeah, and that's yeah. the way you see the movie and then you go back. Yes. Oh my God, it's a completely mm. different movie. Mm.
0: Well, as as a mother, and I know you're a mother, I related to you and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, if my husband tried to like have sex, I would be like, are you kidding me right now? Like, are you kidding that to me was like that was that's when I was like oh my god something is so off here because that would not happen I was like come oh on Peter I'm thinking to myself you you are a parent too that wouldn't happen and then I was like oh. how old is your child mm-hmm. uh I have a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old oh,
4: incredible, incredible. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah thank you it's, it's awesome with the quarantine
4: uh it's not right. easy not easy to- no 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 wow.
0: but when you guys read this script, did you have the same reaction as me, I guess, or as as a viewer? Like you're reading it and you're like, "This is a little off," and then you you sort of pulled it all together. or did you already kind of know what was happening?
2: The script was actually uh, written a little bit like uh, kind of a crazy lady and 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 a husband who was chasing her around trying to. Allowing her craziness Allowing to be her, her survival right. through and, and, and when Anne yeah. showed up, she's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going, this is how we're going to play this uh, story. And mm-hmm. Anne really brought this new interpretation of the script. And that's what we ended up doing. And, uh, and that was what was so fun because we we're sort of playing two story. You can look at the story in one way. But the reality is is a totally different way. So we we had fun by playing two different realities in every scene.
0: Yes, Uh, I I love that. I love that you guys actually are using the word fun, too, because I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this is so intense and like so heavy. So it's kind of amazing that you had fun.
2: (laughs) How do we have, how do we bring that uh, humor to it, that life to it? Mm. Uh, and make it, uh, you know, so it's not so fucking heavy. You're like, oh, you kill yeah.
0: And Anne's got that crazy. You had that crazy going too. Where I was like, <laughs> oh, that's not hard for me to pull up.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So you guys, I mean, you seem like you you genuinely enjoy working together too, which is really well, lovely.
4: Here's the unique thing: when you get to be as old as we are, <laughs> when you look at movies, you come you come in in a different way. We both uh, we both love our craft. Mm. And this, this movie really challenged Mm -hmm. that craft. It's a really there's a line that these, because they, Mm -hmm. each perspective is exactly true. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so navigating that line is part, is going, Mm -hmm. wow, you know, let's really pull Mm -hmm. in. You (laughs) know, we
2: we worked together on Hung seven years ago.
0: Yeah. I. That's funny. I, I do remember that, but very vaguely because I, I watched the first season. So, yeah. Yep. But,
4: well, we Well, now we'll yeah. send you the next two. Yeah. And then-
0: <laughs> There's a lot to catch up on during <laughs> quarantine, yeah. but yeah.
2: Yeah, when well, we were 25 years old, we were Dustin Hoffman cast us in a movie together. Oh, that's how wow. we. That's how
4: we first met. We were brought into Dustin Hoffman's wow. office and sat on the floor and read a script that Dustin said, "I want to produce for to you too. because you. you're the you're two a- actors mm-hmm. that uh, we love. We probably we don't liked. know this. So was, it, was it? Was it like, like I want to put you in a
2: movie? Mm-hmm. And so, then did you
0: guys? Was it Love at First Sight? <laughs> Sorry, that's dumb. But
4: It took
2: well, us 25 yeah, years. It took us 25 years to figure but out. But it's so, almost. When you work with someone for uh, three different times, you're put together three times. You know, you, then you start paying universe?
4: attention. Universe, no, okay, oh,
2: no,
0: that's interesting. So it wasn't you. You didn't feel that connection right away. Hmm, I like that though. Uh-oh. That you had to work at it. I mean,
4: that's we were too young did. to feel anything. I think we were both so nervous being Dustin Hoffman's office, anyways. And then, uh, <laughs> why does Dustin Hoffman like us? Young, uh, right? What's going on? You guys are so funny because I,
0: I, for one, I met my husband at work. I do not enjoy working with him. I, I find it extremely irritating. So I think it's lovely that, yeah, I, that you guys, that you enjoyed it so much. You genuinely seem like you did. Um, cool. So was there a favorite scene in the film that you guys shot that you think back about and you're like, oh, that was a great day or that was a great scene?
2: Uh, none of it was great. We were, in, <laughs> we, we didn't have a trailer. We didn't have dressing rooms. We were standing in the trash. Mm. Literally. Literally, we're sitting in the trash uh, uh, around us. We didn't have chairs. I mean, it was a tough. Our holding
4: room was the RV and so was the cruise holding room.
2: Yeah. And
4: so everyone has never had so little privacy, which was very, an interesting way to be working through such a technical Mm. performance Mm -hmm. with people there because it would be raining mm-hmm. so everybody would come into literally the rv that we weren't shooting in and it would be our and that was our mm-hmm. holding room and it was very uh, uh unique to be able to share yep, such yep, an yep. intimate work process we
2: mm-hmm. were in alabama yeah
4: While people are, are yeah around.
0: and you were in the middle of nowhere too i assume mm-hmm. because no it was much. like yeah <laughs> was so desolate
2: we were staying in a hotel that wasn't, even, wasn't open. even a hotel oh well,
0: gosh okay
2: they, they opened the hotel just, for, just for, our the, crew. for for our crew but they didn't have maids they didn't have food i mean we are literally an abandoned hotel it was amazing it was incredible so so, so we, there you know,
0: weren't really any scenes that that stuck out to you guys where you're like exceptionally one proud I, of
4: one i have a lot of fun with. one of the fun things about crafting this with with thomas was that by doing it this way we could find the humor in it, which was what mm. we were really once you, you you lightens it up a little bit, yeah, yeah. rather mm. mm.
2: so heavy and, and depressing. You want to slit your throat,
4: and so when he goes, it's very her, depressing. Her, yeah, And he's like, I want to have dinner. I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to have yeah. dinner. I'm going to have this dinner, and I'm going to do that. And she's like, Oh, good. Well, let's just go. Oh, okay. Well, let's have movie night. Yes. That when Thomas that started good. that scene. Uh-huh um that was that was pretty that, was, that one was was uh really fun because it brought up the true truth of what really these characters were going because he would never do that mm. if never were for in uh mm. if their daughter was gone yeah, we well, won't give that away. No, it's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I that's that's exactly <laughs> right. That's another part that I thought of. I'm like, they're not gonna have movie night. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I take your movie night. And yeah, so that was interesting. And and Peter Fassanelli actually told me that he used to take his kids on an RV and, and do this. And I was like, no, no way. Yep. He was I like, No, it like... was fun though. I'm like, that's crazy, uh-huh. but that's where this idea came from. So I found that very interesting as well. Yeah. Um, but just really quickly before, I think my time is almost up, why do you think people should go and see this film and, and rent it when there's lots of things to, to rent on demand right we're now? We're
4: it together.
2: yeah, Hello? <laughs> yeah. Yes. We like, yeah. Uh, we're, pretty, great, we're pretty good uh, at what we do. Great chemistry.
4: Uh, no, it's a good story. <laughs> and it is about the uh, survival of, I mean, our biggest question of this was how do we make it a love story? Can yeah, yeah. you survive?
2: Yeah. Uh, the, can love survive. survive? The tragedy. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. That's a really good point, and and so much of of these cases that you hear about, it doesn't survive. Right, I mean, oh, most no. of them don't. Like no. John Benet no. is the one that sticks out in my head. How soon after they got divorced, and yep, it's, it's how, terrible. Yeah. But one
2: um, yeah, has a tough time it.
4: surviving uh, in in way less tragedy? Not so easy. Uh, yeah,
2: to encourage even you. in the COVID, gotta God make time. <laughs>
4: Right, well, I,
0: I really enjoyed this film. This was right uh, up my my alley as just great. a basic bitch here who just loves like, you know, yeah. creepy thrillers where the kid's missing and this and that. I love it. So thank you guys for making a film like this for, for all of us to enjoy.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, hopefully I'll run into you guys again when- Sure.
4: Okay, Let's do it. Let's yeah.
0: All right, well, thank you so much.
4: Thank, yeah. you. thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Yep.
1: Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable.
3: Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Okay. So like I said, you guys can text me or actually not text me. You can DM me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Let me know what you, what you think. And, and again, my heart just really goes out to her right now. Um, I hope she's okay, but I'm, I'm kind of nervous i did a hit on fox news uh saturday night when i was in michigan so the i was on a family vacation and the wi-fi was terrible it cut out i had no clothes i looked super frumpy i basically used like crusty old makeup that i just bring on family vacation so um but anyway i posted a clip uh that i did this hit on youtube with fox and man People are so mean. Like the comments, if people aren't mean about her, they're mean about me, they're mean about the host. It's like people just can't help themselves. It's so crazy. And, you know, my instinct is to clap back, obviously, but I feel like I'm clapping back at robots or nobody anyway. And it's just like, oh, it's so frustrating. Um, but no, people were kind of just like, they're just saying, you know, different things. Like she, if she is this badly burned, her life is ruined. So she shouldn't face any charges for this and blah, blah, blah. But they said it in really nasty ways. But um, anyway, I know I I mentioned also in the description of the podcast, I wanted to um, bring up some throwback movies that I recently watched that I totally forgot about that just, I don't know, they just remind me of childhood and not childhood, but like my teen years. But they're just so, I don't know, uh, such a good Oops, sorry if anyone heard that. Um, they're just such good movies to watch when you're bored. Now, I'll just go on. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like building this up and it's probably nothing. But Jawbreaker, Rose McGowan, Rebecca Gayheart, Mic Drop. Tell me you remember that one. Okay, I'm talking to nobody, but you have to watch that if you haven't in years. It still is so good and also so racy for a teen movie. I mean, clearly not euphoria racy, but it's definitely racy. Um, That was one of the best throwback movies that I watched only because I totally forgot about it. And then, this is a little bit earlier, but Fear. Hello, Fear, Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon, The Ferris Wheel. (laughs) It's so good. I really could not get over it. Um so that was another great movie and then um what was the last one I watched? Oh, I just watched uh Whatchamacallit, I Know What You Did Last Summer. And that is just a classic. Jennifer Love Hewitt is a queen and she always will be. So yeah, so that was like my throwback movie marathon um, on the plane. And oh yeah, this is not a millennial movie, but I also watched The Bone Collector with Angelina Jolie and Denzel Washington, which is so good. It's a murder cop movie. So if you're into that, that's another throwback from the early 2000s. And um, I watched that too. So yeah, I clearly have, um, I have a life. I swear to God, you guys. (laughs) anyway um i'm gonna have a great guest next week his name is tyler johnson he is a millennial and he is an up and coming star so he is starring in a new movie and he's been in gossip girl he is so handsome and just a great guy all around so i'm super excited for you guys to hear from him and you will hear from jeff soon he is just so busy touring the country with gosh and and just making everybody so happy uh with all of his music so anyway thanks for listening guys um please tell all your friends to subscribe and follow and um rate the podcast all right until next week